on Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host Stephen and joining me today firstly is Nick. How are you mate? Uh, v- very good uh, after and yeah work work back to work on a Monday after a good weekend and a Panathinaikos win. End mm. results going our way and, and uh, to top it off for good measure uh, one of our own winning the Super Bowl. Not that I follow it but uh, yeah uh, congrats to Karlaftis. Panathinaikos tragic um played played in our academies and he played and represented Greece at youth level for water polo. So yeah. congrats to him. Yeah. I one of my friends supported the whichever team lost. So I had to send him a message first thing this morning and apologize. So, so sorry, man. Sorry for your team losing. Anyway, Michael, you're here too. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Um good to be back on with the usual motto that I go with of every day of my life, Greek football. The gift that keeps on giving. And lastly, before we get started into all, Hestika may at the Super Bowl and really don't give a crap about it. So everyone suddenly <laughs> becomes a fan in one day and the next day, what the fuck is that sport? Mm. Michael knows that uh, our, our Super Bowl is the Greek Cup final. That's, <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's exactly. it. Greek Cup final. Played and it's played at the Khorafia. There we go. Uh, we'll get on to the Greek Cup when we get on still, to Still, look, look, still, this is what I'm talking about with when I say Greek football, the gift that keeps on giving. Like last season, the shit that was going on with the Greek Cup, we still don't know where the final is going to be played this year too. Nope. So there you it's go. not as extreme. <laughs> That's <though. how> super... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not as extreme this year because last year, this time last year, was the overseas locations. This year, that hasn't got a mention. Yeah, that's probably what it is. They're trying to dumb down any kind of complaints from people that they're doing the exact same thing they did last week, except this time they're not saying they're doing it in Germany. They're not doing it in the UK. They're not doing it in Australia or wherever they... Yeah, but still, you still pick a venue Oh yeah, completely. in advance. And Michael, they now said they're waiting the for the season as well, yeah. and they haven't. They yeah. haven't done it. You still, you still pick a venue in advance. You don't wait until who the two teams are going to be in the final. That's just... That, that's that's deliberate. Yeah. yeah, completely, completely. Once the semi-finals is over, well, I mean, they they should have announced it ages ago. But that you you know that's what they're waiting for. And yeah. we mean me and Nick about it. Yeah, but anyways, Kestik, I'm at the Super Bowl. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on to the real <laughs> super competition, being the Greek Super League. Um, and we start with Olympiagos winning four 0 against Ofi. Good game from from my team without Carlos Carvajal, who was, was sacked during the week. Yorgos Masuras in the sixth minute, followed by El Cabi in the ninth. Daniel Pudent scoring his first goal in a very long time in the 34th minute. And Gostas Fortunis with a lovely chip to make it 4-0. And that was how, how it ended. Uh, 10 shots on target, 21 overall. Offi didn't have a shot. They were pretty diabolical and... It, and with one manager coming in, in uh, Jose Luis, um, um, I can never remember pronounce his name, Mendilibar, that's it, Mendilibar, uh, out goes Pepe Mel at Offi. And you, Michael, had something you want to say about this before we get into the actual game. Offi are a joke. Everyone knows that. Everyone will probably know what I'm talking about. This guy that had there as a coach, Pepe Mel. He's way, way past it. Let's let's be honest here. Look, back in his Real Betis days, it was probably that's where he reached his peak. 
But since his Real Betis days, he's not been the same guy. And Orfi sacked a young, promising coach from Lithuania, uh, Valdas Tambraskas, just because of a dry patch of form. They hired this Pepe Mel guy. One win in two months. That says enough of where they've gone this season. That says enough that they don't trust a promising young coach. They did not let him build his project. And this is where they've ended up. They are in fighting for survival this season. And that's what I predicted when they sacked Ambraskas and look where they are. As I've predicted and everyone else predicted. A huge, huge mistake that they made. And look, I didn't expect them to pull anything against Olympiacos. It was gonna. It was always Olympiacos to win. What can I say? And afterwards, afterwards they sacked they sacked Pepe Mel, and then we hear they're going after a coach that hasn't had a job in three years. Delas. Yeah, and Adriano Delas, who's uh, most recently I saw it, him. I think he was at the wasn't he at one of the UEFA draws? I think. For like yes, yeah, that I think that's the last time I saw and him do anything. Recently, just celebrated his birthday mm. um, a couple of weeks ago. But then, as, as you said, Michael, the situation was perfect for Olympiagos because we just sacked Carlos Carvajal, Mendelibar has was coming in, but wasn't officially there. And then under 19s Olympiagos under 19s coach took over for the game after his mm. good performance in the uh, UEFA Youth League and. The team were just looking to absolutely spank uh, another team, and we we could have been more. It could have been eight nil, honestly. Some of the chances we missed, but look, we, I think a lot of the sentiment for Olympiagos supporters with regards to this game is that obviously at the end of the day it's Offi, and Offi are really bad at the moment. But so so obviously winning was a non-disclosure for us, but. I guess the, the 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 positives are that we we played bad teams this season and conceded and almost not won. So to go into this game and dominate and a one hundred percent never looked like we were going to concede, never looked like we were going to give them a sniff, is good. It's positive. So we take we take the wins and like and obviously without getting too overexcited because it's good. It's a good start for this new era <laughs> with how many eras we've had new eras we've had at Olympiagos this season. But you know. Um, Tarmoing's defense was good. Um, Chiquinho in yeah, number eight was was decent. Podence looked his best in a while. For Junis is is Costas for Junis. So, yeah, I'm pleased that we got the win. And Mendilibar saw from the stands uh, the game before he uh, officially signed a contract. He was announced the next day, and he gets to he got to work yesterday. Actually, first training session was yesterday, and his first game. He's got a tough start as to life as manager of Olympiagos. First game in charge is against Ferenc Faros at Pirea, but there will be fans, so that's good. And then the first league game he takes charge of is against Balk at Dumba. So I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna assume anything. Not gonna be pe- neither pessimistic nor overly positive. Let's just see what he can do. And he's got a contract to the end of the season, which I think is good because at least he he, he it was him apparently who asked for that because. He wants to show the club what he can do, and if it's does if it's not a good fit, then at least it's a clean break, and Olympiagos can start fresh next season. So I'm I'm pleased with this current situation at the moment. So let's see what happens. I guess. I mean, I guess that's a positive, but if you want to get from a neutral with what I think, mm. okay, it's good that he's until the end of the season, 
get to work with what he's got, whatever resources he has in his hands. I don't know from, yeah, he may be a Europa League winning manager, but what about his past jobs? It's not good, apart from one big stint that he had with uh, Ibar. He got them promoted for the first time in the La Liga, but he got, but he was the same coach that that um they went back down after six years, and that's where they didn't renew his contract. And then he got the job at Alaves, didn't last there long, mm. very bad record there. Then he got the job at Sevilla, yeah, okay, as I mentioned, he won the Europa League with them last year, but again, a bad record there too. But are those just records and just stats? Those are probably just numbers. What what can he do here at Olympiacos? Can he mm. find something find something else in his uh in his coaching that he can do here that he didn't do at those in these Spanish clubs? Who knows? Yeah, who knows, man? And and it's, obviously it's it's a bit it's a big gamble. I I understand that, but you got your benefit is he's until the end of the season, he's got whatever he has in his hands, that's what he's working with. And it's up to the club to offer him a new contract if he does well with until the end of the season. And if they trust his trust his project, then so be it. That would be the best decision best decision for all parties. Yeah, and before we go to the next games, obviously I know we focused on Olympiagos a lot, but that's that's the thing, Michael. We cannot sack him before the end of the season. If if it's all going to, to if it's all going to shit, just let him see out the season. Because what what do we have to lose? At, you know, I for me, I think at worst we finish fourth. I know that doesn't guarantee us Europe if Addis get to the Greek Cup final and they win the Greek. Well, no, if they win the Greek Cup, we don't get Europe. But I think at the end of the day. We just have to see out the season with him and then start completely afresh. There's no point bringing in another manager just to play like four or five games in the playoffs. Well, because what are they going to be able to do in that time that he couldn't, he couldn't be given the opportunity to do? Do you know what I mean? So just yeah. leave it to the end of the season, whatever happens, and then we start afresh. And hopefully, you know, contracts are signed. Some players who are on loan are renewed <laughs> or, or signed permanently. Let's see. Anyway, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Basianina, nil-nil against Aris. So, no all-square. I guess the better result for Bas than it is for Aris, even though it doesn't do a huge amount for, for Bas in their, in their bid to stay up. And for Aris, it's another a bit of a disappointment there, guys, uh, on their part. Um, so, and then... It's, uh, your, it's your typical Aris performance where it's where they have to grab points and yet they just fall to the standards of their opposition. Like, like a Bazian in a side that have done absolutely nothing this season. So they fall into that level and they played like crap. Next, we go to Banatoligos. Huge 1-0 win over Adromitos. Adromitos' wheels are starting to fall off a little bit and Banatoligos, who were kind of struggling a little bit, pulling themselves slowly a bit more away from from the relegation zone now. So good, good win for Banatoligos. That- Big win, big win, and I'll give a stat for Atromitos here. They've scored one goal and conceded eleven goals the past five league games. Mm. And and Nikos Karelis came back as well after his injury, uh, so that's a big big boost for them as well because he was so important for them last season. Um, next... He hasn't scored much. No, no, but I, I think season. I yeah. think it's because of his injuries. Wasn't he out for a little while as well, Michael? No. 
Oh, maybe I don't think he was out. Okay, sure. A while ago, years ago, he was not yeah. not recently. Not sure. Anyway, next game, Gifishia, another ball draw with Volos. So again, both teams struggling in the bottom of the table doesn't really do much for them. Probably too scared to take the chance and break the deadlock. Uh, so, oh uh, look. The only highlight of that match was um, Bales getting sent off yes. on the 13th minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. Good old Archie Bales. Dear me. <laughs> Next, we go to uh, your boys, Nigo Banathanaigos, as you said. Comfortable 3 0 winners over Bansaraigos in Ceres. Verbic scored the first goal in the eighth minute, then Palacios in the 31st, and then Yeremeyev in the 91st minute. So yeah, but from I have I didn't watch the game, Nick. But like I said, from the stats, it looked pretty comfortable. Would you say that was uh, was how the game panned out as well? Yeah, no, absolutely, much much more comfortable than what I was anticipating. Just because we when the squad came out, I couldn't believe that we had fit players and we didn't even include them in the match day squad. And I thought, geez, he's going to go full rotation and keep our best eleven fit for the bulk game. And that's what he did. So it was a full, a complete rotation. Eight changes were made to the starting 11. And I thought, geez, like, Bansaraikos, they're not like rock bottom last or anything. They've, uh, Olympiacos have gone there, failed to get a win. Ike have gone there, failed to get a win. I was expecting a bit of a harder game. Godsend getting that goal inside the first 10 minutes uh, off the post and in from a player who can now be counted on. Verbit, under Jovanovic, he just, it wasn't clicking. He, he didn't look interested. As soon as Berim's come in, he's looked the, the efforts there, the commitments there. He looks like a totally new player, and he's in line for a start in the big cup game coming up against Paul in midweek. Full full credit to him. Second goal, so that was from a corner. Second goal was a cheap giveaway. We pressed high up uh, and got the ball with through Bernard. Quick movement, so he fed the ball nice and early into Palacios, who finished nicely. So Bernard, uh, man of the match in this game, two assists. He's giving it his all. Yeah, this is the home stretch for him before he returns home to Brazil. Then at 2-0, it's essentially game over. Like, Bansaraikos tried to mount a bit of a comeback. We weren't under much threat, except they had one decent chance where it cannoned off the, the crossbar, the back end of the first half. But other than that, not much. Then in the second half, the game was petering out a bit. You know, we made our subs and we, we came close uh, to a third earlier with Kotsiras uh, and also Zeka, who started in this game. It was It's his 200th appearance for the club. He was the captain and he he, he had to go from distance, narrowly missed. Then our substitute, Mancini, has a shot in the 91st minute. And the, our other super sub, Lord Jerry Yeremeyev, <laughs> uh, the goals to, to minutes ratio, he didn't even know about the shot. He just closed his eyes and it cannons off him, bounces off him, sends the keeper the wrong way and goes in. And they credit the goal to Yeremeyev. Even though he just bounced off him and goes in. So it's now 186 minutes played in the league, six goals in 186 minutes. He's doing what and you it's our first... did last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's our first win in Ceres since I think it was 1991, something like that. I think our first win in 33 years up at Ceres. So all, all around, the great day at the office, and we're entering that, that cup fixture against Balka Tumba uh, with some fresh legs. Yeah. The good, so the, the rotation, yeah, proved to be a masterstroke. Yep, and uh, with and other the results. Goals, that was nothing special. The goals, as I said, it was a corner. Forget the last one. It was, it was a corner and, and, and a giveaway. So from a Bansaraikos point of view, it must be very frustrating, but 
job well done for us. And then there's not really much to take away from this game just because we rotated, other than the fact that these guys invariably, when the playoffs come, it's going to be two games a week for large spells. Some of, Most of these guys are going to be called upon. And now, finally, which was it was it killed us in Europe, it killed us in earlier in the season under Jovanovic in the derbies. We just went clinical in front of goals, in, in front of the goals. Now we're efficient. Now we get a chance, we put it away. And, and you know that, what? That's what I love to say. And you know, Nigo, now with other results that we're going to talk about uh, yes. in, in a few minutes, you are just a point behind first place. So it's, yes. it's getting closer, it's getting tight, you know, even, you know what? Even even Olibiagos, I'm not saying we're gonna we're gonna that, go for it. No, no. I, I was gonna save even. it for later. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna if you guys win at Tumba, provided we get past Lamia, you're six points off first. Yeah, it's really getting uh tight again at the top of the table. When I just when I thought that yeah. things would start to kind of separate a little bit, it, nope, everyone's getting back to yeah close together for the playoffs, which is gonna make it either an amazing playoffs or a very controversial one. Or both. Uh amazing. Amazing. Honestly, last season's it went down to the wire. This season, I think it's going to go down to the last minute of the last game. Yeah. Because we're going to have more teams contesting the title, like genuinely contesting it. It's it's going to be a proper, proper nail-biter. We had our hectic period over January, derbies, two games a week, non-stop. Bulk's going to enter that now. So they played A. Then they've got us in the cup. Then they've got you guys. Then they've got us again in the cup. And it's then wait till the playoffs come and they've got Europe. That's where yeah. it's advantage in that sense, where they've got no cup, no Europe. And before we go to Balk, Ike, we'll just quickly stop at La Mia Asteras because that was a pretty important game with regards to who's going to potentially finish sixth. Uh, La Mia got the 2 1 win uh, against Asteras. Uh, Galitos with a brace uh, after after Asteras went um, ahead, actually, from uh, Galtzas in the 11th minute. But then they had a man sent off. Ruben Garcia got himself sent off in the 36th minute. And in the second half, Galitos in the 86th and the 81st minute with a penalty. Got them the win, a huge win. And, and you know what? Looking at the table now, they have a good little lead over Asteras in um, La Mia in sixth, um, with Bansaragos and Adromidos on 23 points up below Asteras. So La Mia, with four games of the regular season to go, are the favourites for sixth place, would you say, Michael? Yeah. Um, At the moment, yes. But if you look at the next four games, who they're going to be playing, I'll name them to you right now. So the next match they're against your boys, Nico. Yep. The and next match. Is, so, yes. So after that match, they play Aik. After that match, they play Atromitos. And the last game of the regular season, they play against Balk. So they've got one of the three big clubs and Atromitos in the mix for La, La Mia. Um, if I was to predict how many points they'll grab out of 12, I would three. say minimum four. You reckon Why four? I say that? Yeah. Well, look, they've got a decent home record. We've got a decent home record. Yeah, who's, could who's, going, who's going to, to play them all, uh, uh, in La Mia? So, they, uh, Ayak and Falk. Both. Now, look, we know Ayak well, away. They've, they've yeah, had okay. some, they've had some hmm. rough matches, especially the one yes. against Panserai, of course, they had earlier. So, I don't see why La Mia can't snag a draw, even a, you know, one of a, a gritty win, gritty one nil win. You just never know with this La Mia side under Vokolo. And, I've given this guy enough praise this season. 
Vokolo, very underrated coach and deserves a big step in his career. It, I'm amazed at the work that he's done at this club and he deserves a big shot. And if he can get points out of the big clubs, well done, Lamia, and they deserve the playoffs, if that's the case. Don't rule out Asteras because they're the ones that have the easier run to the end. Mm. Um, but that is it. You know what, though? You, you called all this they, a year ago. Yeah. Oh, oh bef- even back in these Banyonios days, Vokolo, that, that is where they had the – they were like dead last, dead last. They went on that amazing run, but it wasn't to be at the end. They almost survived rele- relegation under Vol- Vokolo. And that's where I knew that this guy was a coach. And he's in he's in at La Mia, and this is what I expected from him. This is it, I didn't expect this from La Mia. I think this is their highest league position yeah, ever. Since their since their promotion. And yeah, I ever, think it's ever, some ever. eight, nine years ago, yeah. So yeah. if he can pull this off and get them in the playoffs, it's an amazing achievement. And you know what? All the power to him if he get if he can get this over the line for them. Well, in, in the 21st century, so I'm just looking at it now, and it was the 1718, uh, sorry, the 18-19 season, they finished seventh in the league. So that was the highest yeah. they finished this this uh, this millennium. So They've never seen. been promoted. They were never in the top flight day before they got promoted. Okay, well, they're, they're doing good things. To, and they've, they've been up a little while now. 17-18 season was when they were first season in the, in the first division. And... Yeah, good on them. Good, good on Lamia. You know they're really pushing, and as you said, Michael, their run is tough. But if they can, if they can get enough points in those in those few games, and maybe nick a win against some of the big boys, which would help the title race be a bit more, even more exciting too. Then who knows? They they could do. They yeah. could upset the apple cart in the playoffs as well. Oh God! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Look at Volos last. Oh yeah. Year. Really, they didn't. It was only against us in one game. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Lamia looked likely to. Yeah, but look, I named Lamia's next round of fixtures, but I'll, I'll name Asteras. They've got Panatolikos at home, then they've got Olympiakos away. So that's an advantage for Lamia, so to say. Mm. That's, mm. That is if Asteras can pull off an upset, but who knows with um, Greek football. But Asteras, after that, have Kipisha at home, and then away at home on the last round of the regular season, they play against the hard, gritty Pansaraikos. Um, yeah, they can pull off more points than Lamia looking at these run of fixtures. But as we do know with Asteras, they go on back-to-back wins and then they drop three games in a row and then they go back to winning ways. That's their inconsistency this season. Not that they're playing bad football. They no. do play some decent football this season. And we, as we know, the coach, Rastovac, this is his um, second stint with the club. We know his... Um, pros and cons as a coach but he's not bad coach he's done well with him in the past um, um can he pull this off can he get Asteras back in the top six um but hey it's a it's a battle between the two of them and we've got to keep our eyes on this little battle here not not the title not only the title race but it it is this little battle going on for the sixth spot which is pretty exciting it is and I I, I wish that you know what? I'm glad that that part of the, the the league table is really exciting up to the up to the end of the regular season, and it's just a shame that mm. then because 
obviously you have the excitement of the playoffs with this with the title race and then you have the bottom where you're watching rele a relegation scrap in the middle because of those teams now separated there's nothing and it's such a shame i still think that's the biggest kind of shame of the playoff system but it has its advantages and disadvantages i guess right moving on the big one balk versus aik uh at dumba aik actually went ahead in this game through eliasson in the 47th minute so just after the restart and then Bark equalised in the 89th minute through uh, Kids Zoria. Probably watched that, but there yeah. you go. In the 89th minute, Kids Zoria. Kids Zoria, yeah. In the, and so, yeah. But you know what? I I was surprised by this result because I thought that Balk would be the ones to go ahead in this game, if anyone. But I were the ones who who did, and it 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 shakes up the title race even more with neither side winning because it, like I said, Nico, it puts you within a point of. With of a uh, first in for Olympiagos, they're only seven points behind um, top spot now, as, as it stands. We we said in our last episode, you and I, the winner of this game becomes the favourite for the league, and there was no winner. Yeah, yeah that's very true. It, it it was it was a draw. Yeah, it was about fair overall. I think Bulk edged it off, but Bulk for me were the better side. They created the better chances. A bit unlucky. Yeah, they they hit the they hit the post. They they. I'll get to Lechescu because he's he's embarrassed mm. himself again in a roundabout way. Oh dear me! Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, nothing major. It's no, just, I just, know, just funny it's... for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, as you said, I took the, so the first half was pretty dull. Both teams trying to figure each other out. Second half is when it sprung into life. This game and I took the lead, not really against the run of play, but it's the sort of goal I. I like like to score that they, they did it against us as well a ball in behind and that man uh, with the assist Garcia he's going to be a nightmare for defenses come the playoffs he he turned provider this time for Eliasson and that's when Bulk started probing they went up a notch up a notch Cosandelias came on he had a big chance as well then they, they got their deserved equalizer in the 89th minute what I was going to say with Luchescu in this the goal that so it was a header off a free kick and for me kids your has been like an unsung hero for bulk so credit to him mm. uh vida with last last man for me clearing on goal he, he didn't get sent off for me that's a send-off he only got a yellow so Luchesco after the game when we played him he went ape shit about a clear penalty that was given to Panathinaikos in this game his team could have played the, the you know the last few minutes against 10 men not a peep not a peep. Where I thought they were hard done by their pal in that call. But yeah, as I said, a lot more chances. Uh, Samata missed a big chance. Um, also, just a side note, uh, Trusta Kong scored in the final. Uh, bulk player in the AFCON final for Nigeria. They lost, but he got player of the tournament. Just as a side note. And it, uh, just before the game as well, Lisescu, um actually signed a new contract until 2027. So he yes. remains at Balk for a few more years. I, I guess it, uh, with Balk being how they are right now in, in their current state, it's a good move on their part, would you say, Michael? Or do you think perhaps they, I don't know, maybe maybe he, he's been there a bit too long and sometimes a, a coach there overstaying his welcome could uh, could cause issues. I mean, I, I think it's a good move on their part, but what, what do you think about that? That's a good move. They trust. They trust him. Um, look, he's won. He's won the league title with him. He's won the Greek cups for them. Look, this is his second spell with them. He's had a rough uh, first season, first couple of seasons with them. Now he's got 
things together. Um, all the old guard is gone, except for one, Virinha. I guess that's to keep the locky, locker room um, intact mm. mentally. Um, so for me to see Luchescu putting pen to paper on a new contract, it is no surprise. It is a good move by Pauk, um, and it keeps the project um, continuing on for the next few years. Um, another side note, Thomas Murg, uh, another player that's had a renaissance under at Balk, thanks mm. to Luchescu himself. He's also signed a new contract, um, and he's been very, very good this season, uh, Thomas Murg. Um, and I and I always said that when he first signed for Balk, that he was always a handy player to have for the wing and midfield. Then a lot of Park fans didn't like him, and I'm going, "Hang on, he's not being used much. He's not. He's been played out of position." Then you see him sent out on loans with a North Ossia and all that, and I'm going, "He doesn't deserve to be there." And then you see him back at Park. All of a sudden, you see him back in the lineup, and he's killing it. And that's what we've seen this season. He's got a pretty good record um, at Park this season. The resigning of Tyson as well, that's also helped. Yes. A veteran player. Um, plays like he's 18 years old. <laughs> and that's what we wanted to see with Business File. And this is what they're getting with Tyson. So that's what the club expected and wanted to see. So they've got that with Tyson. So all this together, they are good moves from Falk. Good. Well, with that, we'll look at the table. Balk, top of the league uh, on 51 points. Banathanagos in second on 50. Aik on 49. Olympiagos on 44. Then big gap, Aris on 35. Just behind them now, only two points actually. Lamia on 33. Asteras on 29. Bansaragos and Adromidos on 23. Ofi on 20. Banatoligos on 18. Volos on 17. Gifishia on 16. And Basianina on 13 points. That makes the table. And we'll look at the fixtures quickly before we move on to the Greek Cup. Uh, Adromitos play uh, host Aris. Uh, Banathanaikos uh, host Lamia. Volos play Basianina. Ayak host Kifishia in the Athens derby. <laughs> it's really not. Balk is the, the big one. Balk um, host Olympiagos at Tumba. <laughs> Ofi host Bansaragos and Asteras host Banadolikos. So, yeah, some good games in there. Obviously, the big one in Tumba. We'll see how um, Mendilibar <laughs> deals with with uh, with the current league leaders and fans back this weekend. I believe they are, aren't they? Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. Great game for Olympiagos to go to Dumba, where Balk fans haven't been in the crowd yeah. since November. Goodness me! But well, let's see how that one goes. Any other games that stick out to you guys? Uh, your your one was the pick of the lot. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I, well, Lamia is going to be tricky for us. We 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 probably will will rotate again in that game. Yeah, probably because of the second leg of the Greek Cup. Cup. The That's right. Next week as That's well. right. Yeah, I guess the pick of the bunch is Panathinaikos Lamia, and obviously the derby Park and Olympiakos. So yeah, and mm -hmm. also Asteras Panathinaikos too. So that's that's a match that for Asteras to win for their race for the top six. So you got three matches there to um, pick out. Mm. And, and also, I guess before we move on, I'd like to mention Carlitos. Um, nine goals and five assists for La Mia since signing for the club. Ridiculous stats for 
a man that was once on the hot for Panathinaikos, then dropped, then left Greece, then came back, come back for a little club like Lamia, and he's pulling off goals and assists left, right, and center. So he's got 14 goal contributions in 20 games. It is ridiculous what he's doing there. Um, and this is why they're in such a high position, um, Lamia. Oh, he's helped massively. And I, I said early when they first signed him, I thought, oh, yeah, they're going to have a really top. He's just going to be the guy that is their linchpin in that team. And he's absolutely been that for them. And I'm really pleased that he's doing well in Greece for a smaller club. Because, you know, Lamia have had some good performances when he's not been fit. But he's the the main reason why they are where they are. And good on him for having a bit of a career renaissance in Greece. Clearly loves Greece if he's come back to play for a team like yeah. Lamia as well. So... Yeah, nice to have players like that outside of the big boys in and playing in the league because it makes makes the league look a lot better and more exciting as well. Uh, I guess now we go to the Greek Cup. So, Panadolikos host Aris tomorrow at 5.30 UK time. That'll be 7.30 Greece time. And then the big one on Wednesday, Balk Panathinaikos at Dumba. Will that one have fans? Because I know the league fixtures yeah. will have fans. That will have fans as well? Yeah. Okay. Nigoff, that's why. That's why they pushed it back. Yeah. That's why. But so this was meant to be a week earlier. We were meant to be coming into the second leg this week, and they pushed it back for sake of fairness for yeah, both legs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be hard for, for us. Obviously, like you guys, we have to go to Tumba in in front of fence, so it's not going to be easy. This is going to sound really stupid and disrespectful, and and I don't mean it that way. But at this stage of the season, this is the closest thing to a free hit that their team's going to have. I, I want us to take the cup seriously, and he clearly is taking it seriously because he's going to field the our best eleven available. But what what I say by free hit, the playoffs are the pinnacle where we we're there, the six pointers where we got to beat win games like this against Bulk, where. We lost to them uh, not long ago in the league. This is a mm. golden chance to right the wrongs, learn from it, and move on. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm, I'm still itching. I can't wait to see the, the duo of Bacasetas and Ioannidis. I, I don't think we're going to see it in this game either. I think they're going to keep Futi away for another couple of games. Still not fully fit, is he? They, they want him, a, not 99, they want him 100%. No, that's understandable because you don't want him to get another injury and then be out yeah. again for the playoffs because that's obviously very yeah. important for you, your team. I think they're having a hard time getting his eyes off someone. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He's got a problem with his eyes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he can't, he can't get his eyes off it. So they're having trouble with that, your club. <laughs> the the Greek David Beckham and Posh. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, Michael, the the next other fixture, Banadolugos Aris. I mean, look, I I I think we maybe we gave maybe didn't give Banadolugos too much credit uh, enough credit. Sorry, last week or the week before when you know because we said Aris are this outside as outstanding favourites for the final from this side of the of the draw, but. Banadolikos have, have done quite well to reach this point. The first time they've reached the semi-finals, and they they could do a number over Addis. Maybe not over two legs, but certainly at home if they do well enough. I don't know. Do you think there's any hope for Banadolikos, Michael? We have seen smaller clubs in the past pull off upsets: Lamia Olympiakos, Lamia Panathinaikos. Um, hmm. Could Banadolikos do the same against Addis? I wouldn't say no. Um, it is possible. 
and we've seen results from artists this season against these uh, clubs. Um, just one recently against Barcelona. Like they should have won that. Um, so I would not rule out Panathinaikos making the final if Artis performs like they did against Barcelona in past games as well. Um, so I wouldn't rule them out, and it's at home too. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to call. Tough one, but I wouldn't say Panathinaikos can't win. It, it's not impossible. So all, all the power to them if they can if they can get past Artis and make the final. It'd be a, I can't remember the last time a club from from the regions, you know, like uh, Grigno, Thessalia. I, I can't remember a club like from there, the small the regions of Greece. It was well, make the uh, final, make the final. Well, there was Xanthi as well in the twenty. Yeah, but they're, they're not from. They're oh from no, they're not from the regions. Yeah. 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 No, no, regional. That's what I'm talking about. Xanthi were the last ones. Oh, you're saying just me. I thought you meant that specific region. Yeah, I okay. thought you meant that region yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. No, no, no. Like regional clubs. That that's what I'm oh, talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 2015. Yeah, then it's yeah, then 2015. It's yeah. yeah. So it'd be it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Let's see. For, we'll... for a change. For a change at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean it can't be it can't be Panathinaikos Bark because they're playing each other now. <laughs> so I guess that's yeah. Their, yeah, so there's no chance of the big four team being in the well, two big four teams being in the final this season. The winner of that, Panathinaikos Park, as we've said lots of times, they're gonna be the odds on favourite, whoever wins that. Yep. And uh, oh, so- yeah. Olympiagos, um, we move on to is on is in a different cup, but this one is the Europa Conference League, or we, it's just the, I don't think it's called the Europa Conference League anymore. Anyway, the Conference uh, League. It's the la- last season. Last season. Europa oh, it's Conference the last League. season. No, well, okay. I've been calling it the just the Conference League all season, but eh, doesn't matter. Yes, but they they host Ferenc Faros, Hungarian champions, tough team uh, for Olympiagos, but could have been worse, as I've been saying ever since the draw happened. Mendilibar is debut as manager. Let's see. Uh, it's going to be a tough game, like I said, but with fans in Kareskagi, and I'm sure that game will absolutely sell out. I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's good that we've got the home leg first. I think, uh, look, we might have a good managerial bounce to start with and get something from this game. It'd be nice to have a bit of a run in Europe because the title is not really realistic at the moment, uh, despite the fact we're not out of it necessarily. So yeah, and and as we saw, Mendilibar is technically still a, a Europa League champion, as it were, because the title hasn't shifted to another team yet. So maybe he does another cup run with Olympiagos. Who knows? Any any thoughts on this on this game, guys? Hard to pick, think, isn't it? I think you should get it done, Steve. I don't see Ferenc Varos as a big threat, if I'm honest with you. After how they started off their uh, twenty three, twenty four campaign. I think we, if we all remember their first competitive matches against a club from the Faroe Islands, mm. they that club from the Faroe Islands knocked them out of the Champions League. Mm. So that pretty much says how it all started for them. But I think after that, they sacked their manager then, and they got a completely different guy now that's in charge. Well, they. But, that that's the, but this is the thing, um, Steve. Mm. I think you guys have the edge on them, and you should get it done. Not based, not based because of they lost to some team from Faroe Islands. I just think that Olympiacos have the quality over them. 
Mm. And you guys should get it done. That's it. Um, well, uh, I'm writing a preview about it right now, Michael. And um, they replaced their manager who got sacked after that Fair Islands debacle with um, with uh, Dejan Stankovic, who has been linked to the Libyagos in the Ooh. past. You know, he was at Red Star Belgrade. So he's a good manager. So, they, you know, they, they're not top of the league right now in, in, in Hungary. They are second point behind uh, whoever's... Well, they're a point behind first right now. So they're not having like a pretty typical Ferenc Faros season, which would be a... I guess up till recently, a typical Olympiagos season by being about fifteen points clear of everyone else. Is that is that the same Stankovic that played for Inter back in the day? Yes, it is. I thought, yeah, that name spoke to my mind. Man, is that where he is nowadays? Jeez. Yeah, seems like a decent yeah. coach. Like I said, Olympiagos have been looking at him for a while. So, yeah. Mm. He's, he's... What's what's your new coach's style like, Steve? From what I've been reading, because I wrote a, I wrote a piece about this recently, he's not a typical modern day manager. He's very old school. I think he he likes their play attacking ah. football, but then at the same time, he likes the the defense to be quite disciplined as well. Okay. Um, and he seems to f- like to focus on long balls into the um into the attacking half to kind of disrupt the opponent's play. I think I think. I mean, I I can't say I've watched any of his any of his kind of football. I saw the I remember watching his severe team absolutely destroy Man United in the second leg of the quarterfinals of the Europa League. So I I've got a little bit of an inkling of how his team plays. I might need to watch a few more videos, but yeah, I I think he seems okay. Like I, I know Michael's said about his, his patchy managerial kind of past. He's but he's done some good things, and and uh, you know what? Unlike Carlos Carvajal, I think this guy is quite respected in Spain, like because he's beat, done the two hundred and fifty games as a manager there, maybe more so. I think now, and I, I, I he from what I spoke, I spoke to Costas, um, not Costas, it was um, Banos uh, Costopoulos, who's a free, freelance journalist. He's he's Greek, but he managed he he uh, writes about Spanish football. He said that he's a very nice guy. Apparently, he's a good manager. Um, so let's see, Let, let's see, man. I, 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 that's I, yeah, like I said, that's, that's right. It's, it's an unknown, yeah. It's a bit of an unknown. It's his first time outside of Greece as well. Sorry, it's his first yeah, time outside exactly. of Spain. Sorry, my, my brain, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think let's see, let's see with him. And like I said, he, he's done the clever thing of saying, I want to stay until the end of the season and then we'll talk. Like, that's that for me is a low risk thing, uh, for him to do. So, uh, let, let's see, let's see. What happens with Mendilibar Libyagos? Hopefully, we finally. I've been right. I said it. I said it on on Twitter. I've been writing so many articles this season of who's this manager, who's that manager. <laughs> I don't want to be doing that again this season, as much as I enjoy doing them at times. Um, I guess now we move on to international football, guys. The UEFA Nations League. We 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 know the draw now. Well, and uh, it, it it's a weird one for me because it's uh, it the the group the player the. The teams that in, uh, Greece play are England, Republic of Ireland again, and Finland. So, not the worst group that England uh, that Greece could have got. The ethnic could have had way way worse, but we get my dream slash nightmare draw, which is England, because I actually get to see Greece play now. Um, and the fixture list was released as well. But guys, give me your thoughts on. Nations League Group B for uh, for um for Greece. It's not that Take bad. Away, I've se- uh, it's not that bad. I've seen comments when we posted the the draw 
And uh, I, I don't understand, you know. You know, I think it's a Greek thing where we just overreact mm. and then we sit back and then we go, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, for one, did not overreact because, one, England, we're not going to. We're not going to beat them. No. That's for sure. Two, Ireland is the new Bosnia for us. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just <laughs> um, we have... them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to happen from now on with Ireland. So they've become the new Bosnia for us. And three, Finland, we have come up against them in the past. We yeah. have. They will be they will be our bogeys in this group. Yeah. Because one, yeah. we can beat them at home. And two, which is a flaw for us, we cannot beat them in Helsinki. That's the trouble. It could it could go either way for us. Bro. I don't see yeah. us getting relegated though. So I think we'll stay put in League B if we have the right players and the right philosophy going on. Um, it is not that bad, no. um, as some people have come out and said. Um, we've got to be realistic here um, and say, yeah, we belong in League B. But if we can get to League A, that'd be exceptional for us. Yeah, and I, I think I think the realistic expectation should be finish second or third in in league in our in our group don't get relegated because that's a huge disappointment promote if we got promoted somehow amazing and the fixture the the way that the way the fixtures have been structured aren't too bad for us either because the first game we play is finland in at Hagia sofia then we go to ireland and then we play england in in at wembley so i i don't think like i said i don't think it's the the worst teams we could have got yeah. i i'm i'm excited <laughs> And like like you guys like you said, Nigoy, they're the Bosnia of, of for us now. Ugh. But yeah, I, I'm excited because again, Dude, like, potentially like... two away games. Dublin's not that far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't want to go to Dublin. <laughs> I don't want to go to Dublin. Like, no, nothing on Dublin. It's just like, unlike unlike Belfast, where you obviously because they're part of the United Kingdom and it's a domestic flight, so there's no passport problems. Like, I just. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I, you know, if I was really up for it, I'll give it a go. Why not? I mean, Wembley's, Wembley's much closer. Wembley's like 20, yeah, minutes, yeah, of course. 20 minutes away of from course. me. Um, but yeah, definitely Wembley. Who knows with Ireland? I mean, it's when are they playing? In, uh, yeah, they're playing in... It's all over. Within, so September, October, November. That's it. Yeah, that's and it. This year. That's it. Bang, yeah. bang, bang. They're getting, knocking it over very quickly. What my question is, Michael will know. You guys have summed up my thoughts. I don't really need to go in depth on that. Like, as soon as I saw the draw, we're not getting relegated. We're not getting promoted. We're in a battle with Finland for second spot. My question is, does this have any perks for qualifying for the World Cup or anything, Michael? Yes, if we finish, if we finish first in our group. But but England should, in theory, get an automatic spot. Yes. No. Does that then drop down to us? No. Okay. So we're going Yeah. England's League B. But but I'm saying if England in the World Cup qualifying groups, they should qualify directly. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they if they secure automatically there, so automatic. it would go to us. Okay, but so it goes to us if we get second. But based on the points, how many points we accumulate compared to the other countries in that same league. That's how it's working for us at the moment okay. with the with the results from last year in the League C. Okay, so okay. I've, ju I've just seen how the groups work. So top spot, promotion to League A. Second place, qualification to the playoffs. So that's 
the promote so it's like a promotion playoff for for Greece if they finish second and a relegation playoff for the third best team in the league A groups. So we would play a team from League A in a playoff to see who gets promoted to okay. League A. I mean, that place well, it's is, not all well then it's not all that bad then. So yeah. I don't get the overreaction. Well, th- third <laughs> place, no, I, I didn't. Th- third place is a relegation playoff with second place teams in League C to not get relegated to League C. So that's like a relegation playoff. And then fourth is obviously relegation. So either way, Greece will probably have extra fixtures, whether that be potentially promotion to League A or potential relegation to League C. Because, I, like I said, I think A, top, top of the table is out of the question unless England really don't care about the league, which the Nations League, which they didn't when they were in League A. So I don't know. Um, but the is they, they can, as you know, they got insane depth. Oh, yeah, some of, some of the best in the world. Maybe with, with the exception of one or two other teams and national teams, I think England's depth is ridiculous. And I mean, here's another question, guys. Do you think Gus Poyet will be there to manage Greece during the Nations League? Do you think he'll want to? Do you think he'll want to be there? What with, with one England being in our, our opponent and two Republic of Ireland, who he's still flirting with, by the way, he's still flirting yeah. with them. I was going to say before, what are the odds of him being in the Irish dugout? Yes, imagine. Imagine if he's managing the Republic of Ireland. Uh, who, who knows? It, yeah. It's all going to hinge on next month, first and foremost. Yes. Yes, very true. Although I still have a feeling he'll leave regardless of whether he qualifies us or not. Not not before we play in the tournament, but I think he'll. if we qualify for Euro 2024, I think he'll play. He'll manage us in the tournament. Get a little yeah, bit of yeah. kind of, oh, look at me. I finally took Greece to a Euros and we played and probably lost all three games. And then he'll he'll leave because he like I've done my job, um, and then someone else will come in. So I th- I don't think I don't think Poyet will be there regardless. But look, look if he stays um, and after taking us to a Euros, then great. I don't think he should stay if we don't qualify, obviously, and I don't think he will. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there we go, guys. That's the Nations League draw. I guess quick quick mention to to Cyprus. Cyprus. Uh, have well, I mean it's it's a tough group anyway. It's Romania, Kosovo, and whoever pl- whoever wins in the relegation playoff between Gibraltar and Lithuania. But I don't expect Cyprus to do anything in this in this group. And I think unless yeah. unless um, if Gibraltar's there, which they probably won't be, I think Cyprus have a chance of <laughs> being third. But I think it'll be Lithuania in that group and I think Cyprus are going to get relegated to be honest with with the trajectory of of last of, of what's been happening recently you know one win all of in all of 2023 is abysmal um and that was Who's the, is um Ketsbyer still the coach I believe so yes yes I'm yes surprised by that I'm surprised you haven't changed coaches like Sovereka at the moment Michael there's no lo- yeah. if there's no logic to Greek football, <laughs> there's like even like a hundred percent more no logic than Cypriot football here. Like they're they're not gonna sack him, even though he it's the worst Cy- Cyprus team I think I've seen in a long time. Not based on talent, based on how we played, but also just unbelievably abysmal Cyprus. It's just not worth it. Um, so yeah, that's Cyprus's group. Let's see. I mean, I'd love Cyprus to do something, but I don't. I don't think they will. Um, but that's just me being very pessimistic. I guess. I guess one last bit of news, guys, is uh, Yanis Masuras. So he has signed for Kazakhstani side Astana from Uzak Kifishia this season, doing pretty decently uh, for Kifishia. But now he's gone to one of the big boys in Kazakhstan, and 
So there's two there's there's caveats to this, isn't there? Because on the one hand, it's the Kazakhstani Premier League, and it's not a very highly regarded league in Europe. It's not I don't know where they are in the UEFA rankings, but they're not it's not a good quality league compared to maybe like the top 25 leagues. But then the then the positive of is that Astana are a big team that always get into the European group stages. So is it a step up? Is is it a sideways move? Is it a step down? What do you guys think of this one? It's a weird, weird move, as I called it in um in our little group chat. A very, very weird move. And I emphasize that word weird. I I can't I really couldn't get a grasp of it. Why why he made this decision? Maybe as maybe as I said, as we said as you said, Steve, they are regulars in Europe and maybe that's what convinced them to move and that's probably where he'll um be highlighted in and not only in uh, the Kazakhstani football, I mean, I don't really, don't really know what's going on there, how they highlight players. But if he starts in European games and they and other clubs in Europe see how he performs, then okay, that's a bonus. But where are you going in your career moving to Kazakhstan? The only, the only thing we know about Greek football from Kazakhstan is Dimitris Papadopoulos. Yeah, because he's born mm. there, and that, that's that's yeah. it. That is the only yeah. thing we know. <laughs> so, 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 so to put into perspective, Michael, they are thirty third in the UEFA coefficient rankings. So that's below Kosovo, below Moldova, below Slovenia, below Russia, who obviously are banned, below Azerbaijan, below Slovakia, below Bulgaria, Romania. Then you get to some well, Romania, Bulgaria, not have some big teams in there, but then you get to Sweden, Hungary, Cyprus, Croatia, Poland. In uh, in twenty Poland being in twentieth, so it shows the real drop. Um, and I guess obviously there must be finance. There must be financial side of it. Like he will get paid way more at Astana than he would at Gifisha. I understandable. Yeah. Um. But then again, where are you going to go after Astana if he leaves? No one knows. Come He's back to come Greece back again, to Greece and, or go to Cyprus. And, yeah, Cyprus. That's a possibility. We've seen that before with many players. Mm. Man, he's going to come back to Greece and play for um, Panatolikos or uh, uh, Volos. You never know. That, mm. That's where he's going to end up. It's not. It's not a move to be excited about. But if he can, if he can um, pull off a handful of performances in, let's say, European games for Astana, then that'd be great. If he can get a big move out of that, out of that, all the power to him. Mm. And their their the, the season works differently to the like the general European calendar. I think it works on a calendar year basis. Se- rather than starting in August and then ending in kind of May time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, like the interesting move from for Yanis Masuras, and I guess all the power to him. And let's see what he can do in, in Kazakhstan. Um, guys, anything? Any last? Any last notes you want me to talk about before we head off? I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I think so too. Michael, anything on, on um, Larissa and the second division at the moment before we wrap up? Still fighting promotion. We're hanging up there on the top with Levadakos. It's We've locked horns with them. So it's the battle between us. So um, I hope, I hope um, we can get it done and see my club back where we belong 
starting next season. Fingers crossed. Mm. And then I guess in the other group of, of the other league um, for in the second division, Galicia, Kanya and Ioni Gozo fighting for the title. I guess Iriupoli as well, in a sense, because they're not too far behind. So it's kind of interesting in that in that in that part of the the second division too. Ah, okay, it's good to always check on the second division, especially when you're here, Michael, as your club is is fighting to come back to the Super League. Um, I guess yeah. I guess that is it, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for. For listening today, please recommend. Please uh, keep uh, supporting us on social media. We always appreciate all the interactions and likes we get on our posts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Well, I guess it's X now. Like, no one cares. And also keep recommending the podcast. Keep giving us. If you haven't given us a five star review yet, we'd really appreciate it if you did on any podcast platform you listen to us on. And anyone who wants to know about Greek football, anyone who wants to just listen to a Greek or football podcast or just a football podcast in general where people have a good time and chat shit then <laughs> then send it their way and we uh, and thank you Michael and Nigoff for joining me today and we will do this again next week see you guys then